John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the world already existed. This world was with God, and this world was God. This world became human and made his home amongst us. We, we are commemorating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, who came in human form to save us. It's a natural event that only God himself could plan and explain. In Jesus' name. Our sovereign Father, we come before you this morning. The Lord that governs over all lords. The God that all gods call God. The King that reigns over all kings. As we remember your intervention into the affairs of humanity, we ask you, Lord, that once again the power of the incarnate Christ will be alive in us in Jesus' name. So we stand here before God, believing that He will He will speak to us. He will He will once again show us the reason why He deemed it fit to leave heaven and come down to earth as a human being. You know, sometimes we, we don't understand this. Sometimes we, we, we just get caught up in, in, the, in the energy of the season. But the truth is that what happened goes beyond every scientific explanation you can imagine. You know, uh, Mary showed up one day telling his fiancée, his, his fiance Joseph, that he was pregnant, that she was pregnant. How do you explain that? But we will see why. In John chapter 1, verse 29, I'll read. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am. For he existed long before me. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 to 21. As he considered this, that is Joseph, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. One thing about the God that we serve, the God that we call upon, is that God is very organized. His kingdom, he, he, from, from the scriptures and from the earth in which we live, you can see that he, he's not a haphazard God, not in any way. He runs things in order. And I was wondering, the world, this, the world in which Jesus came, 
why was it important that the mission statement, you know, we have what you call the mission statement. Now, God was sending Christ into the world and his mission statement was very clear. He will save his people from their sin. And John the Baptist said what? That he will deliver his people from their sins. In the Roman Empire, you know, in those days, the, the crime rate was high. Part of the problem that faced the Jews and the Romans at the same time was that bandits, robbers, were roaming around the countryside. Judah was, was under the, the siege of bandits. Traders who trade from the sea, the Mediterranean Sea, by the time they are coming back to the city, most often than not, they are robbed. So crime was very high in Judah, was very high in the Roman Empire. They had a precarious health situation because the, the, the towns were organized in a way that people lived in slums with the attendant health issues. The, the good part of the town where, you know, was left for just 1% of the population. The average life expectancy in the Roman Empire, including Judah then, was 35 years. So they had a serious health issue. They used public baths. Infection was high. Some of the studies, you know, tell us that, that the, the chances that a child will get up to five years in the empire then was less than 30% because of of, of their, you know, their public health situation. Then come to the political part of it. The temple was shadowed by a garrison of Roman soldiers. There were a lot of political sects roaming around the city, around the countryside. There was chaos. There was crisis. I, I wonder why God didn't say that he would, he would call his name Jesus because he would save his people from political chaos. He will save his people from, from, from epidemics. He will save his people from, from crime. He identified one thing. He will save his people from their sins. Now, God understood that, 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 that sin and his power to hold societies to hold institutions and to hold men captive supersedes and comes before every other thing that he would do for his people. When God was making the world, the first command he gave was let there be light and there was light. When mankind fell from his plan and everything went against God's plan for our salvation. He had to once again call back the power of light. And that light manifested in the birth of Jesus. Same as at the time Christ came. 
was holding the Roman institutions captive. They had philosophical sets, you know, who believed that the Plato, the Socrates, and so on, who believed that the ultimate purpose of man is to find pleasure in himself. You know, there's a difference that that a people exalt and adore sin, and the difference that people stumble into sin and come out from it. Rome was living in in the other situation where the people believe that the ultimate pleasure of man, the ultimate purpose of man is to find pleasure for himself. And God understood that he had to tackle that first. Because every other thing that will be solved will come from his ability to break to break the hold of sin in the lives of the Jews. They were expecting a king that will come raid the Romans and deliver them politically. They were expecting lots of things. But God, who is a God of order, God didn't bring out plants before he brought out light. Because light has to do what? To to take care and nurture plants. So that same order, God understood that the first point of call, the first mission statement was going to be to destroy the hold of sin in the dead Roman Empire. And because of the influence of the, of the Roman authority in the lives of, of the kingdoms they control, the Jews were also falling prey to the to the to the to the idolatrous life of the Romans. When God sent Christ into the world, John was already there. Several other preachers were already there. But none of them could offer what Christ was offering. And that's the the the, the, the distinction between our faith as Christians and other faiths. Because we believe that our God came as a man. You know, some of my, of my Muslim colleagues, they will tell me that, that Christ was just another prophet. And we tell them, and, and I tell them, no. That the difference was that he made the claim that he was God incarnate. He he wasn't he wasn't just representing God. He wasn't an ambassador for the kingdom of God. He was the kingdom translated. It's like an institution that moves the office from one state to another. That was what God's kingdom underwent that period. The sovereign God moved his kingdom into human fair into the earth. Because there was no other way there was no other way through which he can effectively wage a war against the powers of sin if he didn't come down physically. You know, one thing with, with this mission that God undertook 
on our behalf. He understood that he had already made us in his own image. Therefore, we had all the powers he had. We could, we could conquer diseases. We could conquer space. We could conquer everything. Even these days, we, we, we have that going on everywhere. From healthcare to engineering to, to us first. But what he understood was that there was no invention, there was no innovation, there was no research that had given man or that will give man the power to deliver himself from sin. Man can send man to Mars. We can go to the moon and come back. We can, we can, we can do all manner of great things. Because we represent God. But one thing we cannot do is to deliver ourselves from sin. We don't have that power. We, we cannot think that out. That was the purpose for which the principal reason for which Christ came. Because the sin was blocking the light that will allow God move through the Roman Empire, the world, through Jewishry and the, and the whole wide world. And when Christ came, we, we can see what he did. Isaiah said that he went about doing good. The good that Christ did was a direct function of his ability to tackle the roots of evil, which is sin. Sometimes we, we, we complain that our society is in a mess. We complain that our institutions, we complain that there's corruption everywhere. A friend of mine, the, the wife gave birth and we went to see, see her. And she was telling me that in, in a hospital here in Enugu, that she went in for, for delivery. And the anesthesia that they gave her, she was feeling the pain as, as the procedure was, was ongoing. And she screamed. And when the doctors saw what was happening, they gave themselves signs and they increased the dosage or something. It was after her delivery that they told her that the first one was, was, was expired. That it was, it was supplied to the hospital that we all know it was expired. And this young man, who also happens to be a partner of mine, we are, we are, we are very angry about it. We are, we are like, how can this go on? And that was because she had someone there who knew her personally. That could have been another life lost. But these are all symptoms of what? Of the grip of sin in institutions and in our lives as individuals. You know, the grip is what will make a man place the power of money over the life of a human. But before God can address any of this, He has to look into the roots itself. 
I tell people that that there's so much light in the church. You know, we have we we have a lot of people who fear God, who who know God, who serve God in the church. But step outside the doors of the church, and you see that you have an you have a case whereby righteousness still answers to the powers of sin. You have a case whereby whatever you want to do must you be vetted by people who represent the powers of sin. And that is why it is, it is, it is important to God that Christ came into the world when, when, when Adam fell, something happened. God designed earth to be his, his out, outpost, the kingdom that he can come down to and take an evening walk. You know, it's like you have your country home where you go to relax. That was God's design. Then, then Adam, Adam fell and we all fell along with him. Now, when that happened, God never gave up. Initially, he was angry. He wiped out the earth. He, he destroyed mankind. He, he, was, he, was, he was angry. He was very angry. He, he regretted ever creating men. But he understood that this creature that was representing him on earth because we were supposed to be ambassadors of God's kingdom. We're supposed to reflect him in our domain. We are supposed to take over the earth on his behalf. But when Adam failed, we, we handed that over to, to the devil. He understood that we, we are really helpless. That we could not in any way design the, the, the process or systems that would take us away from the captivity that we've subjected ourselves to. You know, we submitted ourselves to a power bigger than us. That was what God had to deal with from time. And he set in place a plan to achieve that. When Christ came, and as we, and as we remember his, his birth, we need to understand that it's, it's, it's not just a cultural phenomenon. It's, it's not just Another event. No, we are the only ones who claim that our God became human. That's an outrageous claim. If you, if you, if you have a lot of people who, who you mix up with or who you work with that are from other faiths, you understand the, 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 the depth of that claim. But it's not an empty claim. It was, a plan that evolved right from the time that Adam fell. You know, I used to work with, or I still work with, with a, 
someone that is a Buddhist. And he says, he says, he says, no, Kelechi, that no, 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 it is not, it's not that, that it's not, it's not possible that God will come and walk on the same earth with us, you know, that's not possible, it's not possible, no, that all these things are, are, are myths that, that we believe in. And I asked him, why is it not possible? Why is it not possible? Why is it not possible that the God that called forth light out of nowhere will make his power known in human being, you know, as a human being? Why is it not possible? Sometimes the foundation of questioning the faith we have as Christians is to doubt whether this, this thing called Christmas, whether it's really real or whether it's, 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 it's something that was thought out by the Romans. But it's real. It's real because for more than 2,000 years after Christ came, we can see its effect on our lives. We can see its effect on societies that believe in the saving grace of the incarnate Christ. We can see its effect also on societies that reject the message of Christ. If you take a look around, around you and, and place side by side the lives of men, institutions, organizations, societies, nations that reject Christ and adore sin and compare that with societies that accept the message of Christ, you will see a clear demarcation you can you can draw you can draw the pattern you can see that in in in, in families and in societies and in institutions where the central policy is to believe in the saving power of Christ you can see the effect of light in those communities it was in this church that that there was a mission outreach and and following the message of Christ the church had to what? build a road into the community when these things happen I, I don't know if we just see it as some other thing that happened or we try to understand it in light of of the God that we serve if light didn't come to that community, all other index of development will not improve in that community. If, we, if you go into a place where the power of sin has not been broken, what you will see is high rate of this infection, high rate of this, high rate of this, high rate of crime, high rate of this, high rate of this, high rate of this. Simply because the, the community or, the, or even the man himself is operating under a power that he has no, 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 no capacity to break. 
you see you you see you see their young men going around in crime you see a manner of 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 you know of problems they'll be like you know in Igbo there's nothing they're in darkness they are this one that that but it's simply because the mission of Christ hasn't been effective in that community. And the same thing in our lives. The same thing in where we walk. The same thing in whatever we do. If we understand and we appreciate and ask God to give us the, the, the grace to appreciate what happened on Christmas Day, we won't, we won't be operating in the society that we operate. We complain a lot. We complain that this is going wrong, this is going wrong, this is going wrong, this is going wrong. But at the foundation is men who do not care about sin and its effects on us. When, when, when CMS came into West Africa, what was the first thing that came? It was the gospel. And you see over the time that that has always been God's plan. God knows that we have a lot of problems. He knows that we need stability. He knows that our economy is in shambles. He knows all these things. But he also understands that without addressing the root cause of the separation of man from him, he cannot help us. It's like you send, you send your, your son or your staff on, on an errand. And along the way, you send him to go to Lagos to, you know, to represent you for a meeting or something. And then along the way, you lose touch with him. His phone goes dead. You can't, you can't get him through email. You can't get him on WhatsApp. You can't get him. And he goes to Lagos and runs into a lot of problems. He, 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 you know, he runs into several problems. He can't, he can't, he can't get this approval or that. And, and you can give this approval. But there is no communication between you and that your staff. That is actually what God came to do in the, in the, in the person of Christ. You know, other faiths, they are they are progenitors came as prophets. Christ didn't come as a prophet. Christ came as as the living God. Because he alone could establish the communication between us on earth and God in heaven. We were we are lost like sheep. No, we, we, we couldn't, we tried all we could. The Bible says that a point in time came when men began to call upon the name of God. We, we understood as humans that there was something bigger than us. That there was a God behind the world that we live in. 
And it's been proven too. You know, scientists have proved that part of the makeup of, of the human gene is to look out for a creative power which he can call back to. But we couldn't. We, we tried a manner of things. We, we tried religion as we are still trying. But beyond religion, you know, beyond, beyond showing up as, as, as pious beings, we needed help. We needed, we needed help to direct us back to the anchor, the anchor base. Part of what was happening in the, in the, in the Roman Empire then, was a spread of all manner of sects. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Ennans, they, they were the monks. The people were, people were searching for God. There was, there was, there was, there was a feeling that they were missing out on communicating with God. And people were, you know, were looking for Him. Religion was widespread. But, Beyond that, there was no substance in it. And comparing that to the world we live in now, you know, one thing about the scriptures is that we, we, we can read it all we want, we can discuss it all we want, but if we don't bring it back and apply it in the world we live, it will be nothing but discussion and it stops there. In, in the world we live now, in the society that we live now, the same thing is happening. It's, it's very popular to be a religious person. I can tell you that. It's, 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 it's very acceptable. In fact, to those of, of, of my colleagues who, who proudly call themselves atheists, you know, we tell them something. I tell them something that you are just... 1% of the global population. And it's true. So actually, it's, 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 it's invoked to be a religious person. It's, it's, it's very popular. But we have never been saved from religion. If, if that was the case, Christ wouldn't have come. Because before then, we had lots of religion. We have never been saved from showing up as Christians, showing up in church. No. What will save us? What will save us as humans, as men, as women, as children? And above all, what will save us from the pains that we experience as a society? Is the power that can break the hold of sin. This is a hospital, and and from time to time we go to the ward. What if we, if 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 you observe what happens most times, especially for those of you that work in the healthcare, you know healthcare sector. You see that sometimes 
the problems you face, the problems that keep your patients on the bed, could be, could be very small things. That if, 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 if it was in, a, in an environment where, 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 where men fear God and have been liberated from the power of sins, a lot of people will not be suffering the adverse effects of the healthcare system. The same thing, the same thing in, all, in all areas of our life. We drive along the, you know, along the roads and, and we see shabby roads. We see, we see accidents occur because of, 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 of some poorly done work. Those are just the symptoms. But because people who are still held under the captivity of sin couldn't make the right decision to do the right thing. Not because they didn't want to, but because they do not have the power to do that. I, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It's not because you do not want to, but because you do not have the power to do that. The reason why there is bloodshed, you know, why, why, why is, 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 is normal to us that, that things go wrong and, and there's nothing we can do about it is because we still live in a society where all we see is religion, but the power to break the hold of sin in our lives has not taken effect. Why I was preparing for this, for this uh, discussion, because I don't believe I'm preaching, you know, but why I was preparing for this discussion, something struck me. When Christ became man, what was the first thing he did? He looked for, I mean, as his ministry started, he looked for men who could what? Who could replicate the influence of his divinity on earth. And once that started, it was like a rolling stone. Because by then, that's part of the organization of God. By then, the Romans have already, they've started the road from Rome to all, all, all parts of the known earth then. So those, those roads that they've started, all those systems that they've built, were actually in place for what? For the message of, of light to move. And the same thing, the same thing is what is happening right now. We have lots and lots of, of, of innovations that have come out in, in the past hundred years. A lot of things going on. We have breakthroughs in, in several areas of life. And these, these things are not just because they, they, they are part of, 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 human, of human existence. But because God understands that once again, the message of light has to move forth. Christ has come and Christ will come again.
part of the of of the disagreements faiths have is that my Muslim friends will say that Christ come again as a prophet, you know, as as they have a name for it. I tell them no. That he's going to come again as the same savior that came the last time. And his first mission was to redeem us from our sins. And his second mission is an extension of that. He is now going to come to place a final stamp, a final authority over the powers of sin in the world. When he was going to the cross, he said, the, the, the prince of the world comes, but he finds nothing in me. Because he, 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 was, he, he was divinity. He lived above sin. And the world is the, the, the earth is the Lord and his fullness therein. But because of, of the failure of man and through the channel of sin, we've handed over the, the control of the world to the prince of the world. And he's going to finally come to declare victory over the powers of sin. As we, as we, as, as we, as we, as we remember the birth of Christ, as we commemorate Christmas, as we celebrate each rise, wear new clothes, And we should. We should celebrate. It is those who say that, no, 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 it's a sober moment. No, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. We should, we should actually, you know, we should take time to celebrate Christmas because that was the first step to our salvation as men. But in celebration, in the in the whole fanfare, do we really understand the mission of Christmas? It was, it was, it was succinct. It was clear. For he shall save their people, his people from their sins. And if you look around, you see that we have, that we have that we have lots of 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 us who go around who 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 are living in the you know in the season we are happy we are we are we are jumping around but are we taking time to really break off and think about the mission that brought Christ to you know, to the world. The Redeemer was coming to the Jews. He was coming not as as a horse riding king. He was coming not as a political champion. He was coming as a saving God. 
if if God had left left mankind without with, without an incarnate Christ, it, you know we we would have been lost. We would have because we had no choice. I mean, we had no chance against against the powers of sin. We had no chance. But the chance that I have and that you have, the chance that everybody has is to call back to Christ. Scripture says that in him a righteousness is revealed. The righteousness that is true Christ. No matter how moral we are, no matter how upright we are, we do not have a chance against, against sin. If we had, God wouldn't have Saint Christ with that singular mission. If if we had that chance, if, if we had that remote chance, you know, God wouldn't send Christ to, to take care of our let's say to cure our headache. He does those things, but he understood too that we have the ability to do that. But he had to send him for the only thing that I have no power to do and that you have no power to do. Which is what? To break away from sin. As I said earlier, take a look. You know, you know, you know sometimes we should take this message away from the abstract into the practical life that we live. Just take a look around your community, around, around, around countries, around individuals, and compare people who exalt, who make it a central policy of their existence to live in sin. Now, there's a difference between you fall into sin and, and you come out, but look at those who say are families that glorify sin in their lives. And, 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 and look at, at how it turned out 10 years, 20 years from, from, from now. The same thing with countries and societies and, 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 and humans too. And you understand that it is time for, for us to really ask God that the saving power of Christ will be manifest in our lives. I'm very sure that there is there's nothing you hear here that you've not heard before. But also, what I'm also very sure is that you agree with me that except the mission of Christ becomes real in our lives, we are just playing religion. And since religion didn't save man before Christ came, it's not going to save man in this contemporary world. The only thing that can save man, the only thing that can, that can, that can help us 
is to truly and sincerely believe that Christ came to deliver us from our sins. Can we pray? In Jesus' name. Our Father, we do not carelessly approach your presence. We understand that you came into this world primarily to make us know who you are. Primarily to draw us close to you. That every other thing is nothing but an addition to the principal mission for which you came. And we glorify your name for the miracle of Christmas. As we celebrate and commemorate your coming, we ask you, Lord, that you open our eyes, that you open the deepest areas of understanding in our mind, that we will take this mission seriously, that we will not be careless about it, we will not, we will not celebrate without understanding why the Redeemer came. May your word be real in our lives. May the light that comes from your word be real in our lives. And may darkness never understand it. Be thou exalted, for we've prayed in Jesus' name. Amen.